the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How did America come to be so great? Just how did we go from nothing to the greatest and most successful nation in the world in less than 250 years? Are we that much smarter? That much stronger? Do we really work that much harder? I don't think so. In fact, I think our greatness is actually quite as simple as this. America is great because our nation was originally founded on a faith and trust in Almighty God. You see, we have been blessed. So, lest we be too quick to pat ourselves on the backs, thinking we did it all on our own, let us not forget the great part that Almighty God has played in the growth and success of our nation. But the sad part today is that we as a nation are not really giving that much credit to God for our special blessing. In fact, if some in our America had it their way, God would be only a faint memory left in the dusty trail of our nation's history. And when God is gone, that is when America will cease to be great. And interestingly enough, our founding fathers had a lot to say much to warn us about the dangers of forgetting God. It was Thomas Jefferson who said, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. Isn't it a sober thought that the man who penned our very Declaration of Independence, who played a great part in the founding of our nation, also realized that God was a great part in our nation's success and survival? Yet today, some doubt it. And years later, another of our great American leaders, perhaps our greatest president ever, Abraham Lincoln, gave us another stern warning about the danger of believing that our greatness was all about us. He said this, We have forgotten God. We have forgotten his gracious hand, which preserves us in peace and multiplies and enriches and strengthens us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our own hearts that all of these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. You see, we must realize that success is not measured by the size of one's pocketbook. In my office, I have a plaque which says simply this, true success is not doing what others consider to be great. Success is doing what you know to be right. Today, we are so quick to measure a man or a woman by how many titles they have or how many buildings bear their name, when in reality, the person who is truly successful is the person who, after all is said and done, still has the honor and respect of those who know them best. 
So on this day of celebration and honoring of our great nation and our citizens, let us remember that across our great nation there are men and women who have made no lasting mark in the eyes of the world, but they have left us something even more important, the indelible impression of their outstanding character. And even more important, they've taken the time to pass their outstanding character on to their children. And on today's program, you'll hear the story of the actual start of our U.S. Marine Corps and how one nation of Middle East pirates all the way back in 1801 gave our U.S. leaders the need to start the U.S. Marine Corps. You'll hear the true story of what happened when those first American Marines traveled all the way to the Middle East to defeat the enemy and win that war. And how about this one? Our Labor Day has been around as a national holiday for a long time. The chances are you've never heard the true story of how we came to even celebrate Labor Day here in our America. I'll be telling that story in this program, and you're going to be hearing it perhaps for the very first time. Now, we all know the story of our astronauts landing on the moon in 1969, but I'll be telling more, the hardly known part of that story of something that happened, something very special that the astronauts did even before they walked on the moon. If you love God, you will love this story. And finally, I'll be sharing with you my thoughts, my heart, on where this America we all love so very much is today and what we must do if we are to keep going as a great nation. There are so many stories, so much to say about our America and our history. And if you ever liked one of my specials, trust me, you will love this one. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'm taking a break now, but when we return, I'll tell you the amazing story of how we came to have our U.S. Marines. I'll be back with more of this special Labor Day program after these messages. Hello, I'm Kelly Stewart. When Jerry returns, you'll hear the great story of how America came to start our U.S. Marine Corps, fighting pirates in the Middle East all the way back to 1801. And if you're like me, this will be your first time to hear this amazing story. That's what Jerry does. He finds great true stories about America and tells them to us. Why? To make us proud of our America and to encourage us to do our own part in keeping America great. And we desperately need these stories because there are some today rewriting our history, trying to show that we aren't a great nation. So what's our job? To spread the word of these stories Jerry is telling us, to pass them on to our children and our grandchildren, our schools, and our churches, and to never stop passing these stories on to everyone. That's why we're asking you to get your own copy of today's program by ordering right now. Here's Jerry's special offer. Call 817-576-2976 to place your order and get all this, your own complete CD copy of today's program to share with others, a copy of Jerry's book, Saving America, signed by Jerry personally to you, and a type manuscript of today's program for you and others to read. And the cost of all of this? Just nineteen ninety-five plus $5 shipping and handling. 
for a total of just twenty four ninety five delivered right to your door. So call now, 817-576-2976 and place your order. Or you can order online at www.jerrystewartusa.com. Again, that's jerrystewartusa.com. Let's put the scoffers of America in their place. Let's tell the true great stories of our America, and let's never stop praying for America. We're watching for your call, so please call now. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Summer travel season's here. Now's the time to plan that family vacation you'll remember forever. Travel Cat's pre-planned packages make it so easy. Just pack your wardrobe. Whether you want to take that special trip to Washington, D.C., New York City, California, or go international, Travel Cat's will create the perfect worry-free trip within an affordable budget. Travel Cat's are the custom travel experts putting together unforgettable travel experiences. Call 352-277-7300 or visit TravelCats.com. That's Travel KATZ.com. Hello and welcome back to this special Labor Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. Now, I always find it both interesting and ironic that we call this day Labor Day, but that on this day, most Americans do not labor at all. Kind of strange. But of course, the reason we're not laboring is that it's a holiday, a day set aside to feel good and proud about the fruits of our labors. But while we're taking this day off, this Labor Day off, let us never forget that a great many Americans are laboring today, doing their all-important job to keep us safe and free. This is, of course, our military forces serving all around the world. And I want to take a moment here and thank them all for laboring today. Without their labors, there would be no holiday for us, and more importantly, there would be no free America. Now, it's hard to believe that that first Gulf War started over 20 years ago. It brought about the first Middle East War, which came to be known as Operation Desert Storm. And even though there have been consistent victories by the United States forces since then, the battle rages on against the Middle East terrorism to this very day. But did you know that the recent war on the Middle East is not our first war with the Middle East? Yeah, the first war goes back, way back, to a time when our nation, America, was still just a baby nation. And what the American soldiers did there was said to be, quote, the most bold and daring act of the ages. Listen to this amazing story. The year was 1803. Our America had been a free nation for less than 20 years, and all that we as a nation wanted was peace. But there's always someone wanting to take what isn't theirs. And for years, pirate ships and their crews along the Barbary Coast in the Mediterranean had been capturing merchant ships, taking the cargo on board 
holding the ship's crews as captives for ransom. Many times, they would even sell the crew members to the market as slaves. So what had been the plan of action to stop the pirates to this point? Sadly, as so often happens, rather than fight back, sometimes nations choose an easier route to pay those doing the wrong to stop. That's always the wrong answer. They call these large sums of money paid to the pirates protection, but it was nothing less than extortion. It had been working for these Middle Eastern pirates for years, and the rulers of these pirate nations were growing very wealthy. Well, in 1801, as Thomas Jefferson prepared to become our next U.S. president, Jefferson and our Congress made a decision. They decided to refuse to pay any more tribute. So the ruler of Tripoli declared war on the United States, and other Barbary rulers followed. So the U.S. Navy forces were sent to the Middle East to protect the U.S. commerce ships doing business in that area. And then it happened. In October of 1803, one of the U.S. warships, the USS Philadelphia, ran aground while patrolling the Tripoli coast. As the crew of the Philadelphia worked to free the ship from the sandbar, they were attacked by enemy ships. They were taken hostage, and the USS Philadelphia became part of the enemy's fleet. What would America do now? Pay more money to the pirate nations? Pay a ransom for the hostages? Neither of these. On the night of February the 16th, 1804, a small group of U.S. troops, who later came to be known as our first U.S. Marines, they and their officer in charge, Lieutenant Stephen Decatur, made an unbelievably daring move. They captured a small sailing ship and disguised themselves as Maltese sailors. The plan was to get as close to the USS Philadelphia as they could unnoticed. Now, the Philadelphia had pirates on board, guarding the ship, standing guard, but without any regard for their own safety. Not knowing how many of the enemy were on board, Decatur and his fellow Marines boarded the ship. They attacked the crew, and they took the ship over. Because they could not get the Philadelphia back out to sea, they set it on fire so it could not be used in the future by the enemy. Now, the bravery of Lieutenant Decatur and his men was never forgotten. They were heroes. One British admiral, Horatio Nelson, who himself was known as a man of action and bravery, he called their move, quote, the most bold and daring act of the ages. So what finally happened? How did the first Middle East war ever end? The turning point of the war was at what came to be known as the Battle of Derna. In April of 1805, a small group of U.S. Marines and a large group of Greek and Arab mercenaries, unbelievably, they all marched over 500 miles across the Libyan desert and attacked the coastal town of Derna. And with the help of three U.S. warships, they captured that city. On June the 10th, 1805, the Middle East pirate nations asked for a treaty to end the war. They were tired of the U.S. blockades and raids, and they feared that their nation would be overrun and captured by America. It was the first time that our U.S. flag was ever raised on foreign soil. Wow. And what resulted from that war? 
It showed that the United States, even still a baby nation, it showed our nation, America, to be a powerful force to deal with. And it proved that America could execute a war far from home. And it showed that Americans could fight together as a nation, not just as separate states. But most of all, that we would not allow anyone to push us around. And as a result of this war, the United States Marines became a permanent part of our American military. And today, proud Americans are still serving in the U.S. Marines. One last thing. One song we've all heard, we've listened to the words. It's the U.S. Marine Corps hymn. Interestingly enough, this U.S. Marine Corps hymn is the oldest official song in our U.S. military. The lyrics date back all the way to the 19th century. And get this, the author of the lyrics is unknown. And how does that song start out? From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. You know, I never knew what the country of Tripoli had to do with anything until I found this story about the first U.S. war in the Middle East. Never really paid much attention to the words of that song. Listen to this. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we fight our country's battles in the air on land and sea. First to fight for right and freedom and to keep our honor clean, we are proud to claim the title of United States Marine. Our flags unfurled to every breeze from dawn to setting sun. We have fought in every clime and place where we could take a gun. In the snow of far-off northern lands and in sunny tropic scenes, you will find us always on the job, the United States Marines. So here's health to you and our Corps, which we are proud to serve. In many a strife, we've fought for life and never lost our nerve. If the Army and the Navy ever look on heaven's scenes, they will find the streets are guarded by United States Marines. I thank God for our United States Marines, don't you? Not just the Marines, but all of our troops serving, striving, protecting every day, all the time, never resting, always protecting. Let us never forget. Let us never forget. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this special Labor Day program after this important message. So when people first hear about MediShare, they have questions, some really good questions, starting with the obvious, what is it? Well, MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's not health insurance. It's a different way of doing things, which leads us to the next question. Why do people do this? Why do they become MediShare members? Here are two of the biggest reasons. Number one, people feel good about it. They're not trapped in a plan that makes them pay for things they don't believe in. They know their money is going to help people. And the second reason, people save a lot of money. Maybe you've heard us mention the typical family saves about $500 a month switching to MediShare. And one more big question, does it work? The answer is yes, a thousand times yes, or 400,000 times, since that's how many MediShare members there are, and they've shared over $2 billion in medical expenses. So easy to find out right now how MediShare can work for you. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. This is Dan Tullis, and I just called Joel Clark, one of Select Quote Insurance Services Term Life Agents. Hi, Mr. Tullis. Joel, how does Select Quote save you money on term life insurance? 
Well, buying term life insurance is about choosing the right company. Let's say you take antidepressants or you smoke. All insurance companies are going to price that differently. Now, we'll impartially shop all the companies we represent to find you the best price. Can you give me an example? Sure. I just got a 40-year-old man on blood pressure medication, a $500,000 policy with a highly rated insurance company. His price? $21 a month. Thanks, Joel. See how affordable term life insurance can be for you. Call 1-800-711-7857. That's 1-800-711-7857. Or go to selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Settle into the second half of the day with God's Word. Weekdays at 1 p.m., it's Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. If you know Jesus, put a smile on your face. If I'm supposed to represent the kingdom, there should be some difference in me. And at 1.30, Turning Point with David Jeremiah. The way to deal with temptation is we have to have an equal opposite pressure in Inside of us to withstand the pressure outside of us. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. And now we return to I Love America. Hello and welcome back to this special Labor Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. Just before the break, I was telling you the story of America's first Middle East War, all the way back in the early 1800s and how our United States refused to bargain and negotiate with thieves and pirates. I love our America's stories of bravery and courage and standing up for what's good and right. And if you like these true stories of our America, I invite you to visit my website, jerrystewartusa.com. You can watch my free YouTube videos, or you can listen to my weekly podcast. You can even subscribe for free, no charge, and you'll find many, many great stories and good words of America. It's great for kids and students, too. Just go right now to my website, jerrystewartusa.com. Now, today is Labor Day, a day set aside to honor hard and productive work in our America. But just where did Labor Day come from, and why do we even have a Labor Day? Well, today, Labor Day is more about that one last summer cookout, having a great day of rest and relaxation, even our special Labor Day events with parades and fun and celebration. But that first Labor Day parade in New York City, September 5th, 1882, was anything but a celebration. It was more like a, well, a demonstration. Its purpose was to draw attention to the American worker and just what had become of the common laborer. You see, the Industrial Revolution had brought about so many changes in the working world, and they weren't all good. Fourteen-hour workdays, for some, seven days a week. Sweatshops with horrible and dangerous working conditions. Even children working in dirty mills and factories. Well, there was one man, Samuel Gompers, who began to stand up and speak out. He said that labor was more than just a mere producing machine. But by himself, Samuel Gompers was only one person. The owners, the employers, they had all of the control. 
They were the only ones wealthy enough to buy the expensive machinery and equipment needed to make the products. And as more and more people moved to the cities, they by themselves became more and more helpless to have these jobs. So the people, the workers, began to band together, forming groups they called unions. And the purpose of the union was to give the workers a stronger, united voice that could have some say. And Samuel Gompers became the first president of one of the largest unions, the American Federation of Labor. And Gompers made it clear that the workers did not want to destroy capitalism and free enterprise. The workers didn't want to be in charge. They just wanted a better life. And that's why so many of the workers had immigrated to America to work hard and make a better life. In one speech in 1904, Gompers said this, The fact of the matter is this, that we live in the United States of America, the richest country on the face of the globe, and the millions of honest toilers of America are willing to work and hard to produce the great wealth and to place it at the feet of the people of our country. But in return, the toiling masses, the great producers of this wealth, insist that there should be a better life and home and surroundings for these great producers of this wealth. It sounds right. It sounds fair. But it wasn't easy. In fact, it was downright dangerous. As the unions became more powerful, the employers fought back. They established blacklists that named union members, making it hard for those on the blacklist to even get a job. They hired strike breakers and armed guards. They even hired street thugs who came to be known as arm breakers, and they went around to the workers doing just that. But the workers refused to be broken. So there were riots and bloodshed, even death. But finally, in 1932, President Franklin Roosevelt signed into law the National Industrial Recovery Act, which guaranteed workers a minimum wage, reasonable hours, collective bargaining, and the right to join unions. And a better life was made for millions of Americans because of the sacrifice of those before, like Samuel Gompers. Let us never forget what others have paid to give us today our great America. I'm taking a break now, but when I return, we're going to talk about when those astronauts landed on the moon in 1969. But you're going to hear a part of their story that perhaps you've never heard before. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this special Labor Day program after these messages. Are you like one recent listener? You've been listening to my programs now for years, and you think it would be great to hear my patriotic messages in person? I'll tell you just what I told him. You call, you invite, I'll come. Contact my office now at 817-576-2976 or go to onemomentinamerica.com and send me an email. I would love the opportunity to come to your city, your local meeting hall or auditorium, your football field, your school, your church. 
I would love to tell you what is on my heart for our nation, America. So a simple phone call or email costs nothing. Let's talk to see if we might be able to put something together in your town. That contact number again is 817-576-2976. Remember, the future of our America is not up to anyone else. It's up to you and me. Give me a call. Hello, this is Kelly Stewart. Well, Jerry's Labor Day special is almost over, but there's still time to get in your order so you can spread the word of these great stories. Call 817-576-2976 to place your order and get all this. Your own complete CD copy of today's program to share with others, a copy of Jerry's book, Saving America, signed by Jerry personally to you, and a typed manuscript of today's program for you and others to read. And the cost for all of this? Just $19.95 plus $5 shipping and handling, a total of just $24.95. So call now, 817-576-2976 and place your order. Or you can go online at www.jerrystewartusa.com. That's jerrystewartusa.com. Let us never stop working to help our America. Let us never stop telling the true and uplifting stories of our America. Let us never stop praying for our America. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Dorian's winds are now at 145 miles per hour. The storm was expected to move slowly northeast, but this afternoon remains about 25 miles northeast of Freeport, Grand Bahama Island, also about 105 miles east of West Palm Beach, Florida. Dorian is expected to move dangerously close to the Florida East Coast later today. The bodies of four people who died when a raging fire swept through a dive boat off the southern California coast have been recovered as authorities say, more than two dozen others remain missing and feared dead. That boat burned while anchored off Santa Cruz Island. Tens of thousands of students in Hong Kong boycotting the first day of classes today, part of a citywide strike following a violent weekend of demonstrations. The young pro-democracy protesters strove to demonstrate their continued determination with Monday school boycott. This is SRN News. My husband and I were going through a rough patch a while back. Then we took the Focus on the Family Marriage Assessment. The results showed we needed to work on communication, physical and spiritual intimacy, and shared responsibility. Every marriage has areas that are working and others that could improve. The Focus on Marriage Assessment will help you discover and evaluate 12 essential traits to build a relationship that thrives. And it's free. Now our physical and spiritual intimacy and communication are strong and shared responsibility is much better. Take the free assessment by logging on to our station website, Keyword Marriage. Also, enter to win an all-exclusive marriage retreat, including a cabin, meals, and retreat activities, and $1,000 to cover flight and incidental expenses, plus a free ebook download of date night ideas. Take the free assessment, enter to win the marriage retreat, and get date night ideas. To download your free assessment and enter to win a marriage retreat, go to letstalkfaith.com, keyword marriage. Letstalkfaith.com, keyword marriage. Imagine for a moment that you own a priceless vase that gets accidentally knocked off its pedestal, crashing to the floor. You collect the pieces and take them to an antique restoration expert. What you don't tell him is that you have held back several key pieces of the vase. Now, no one would do such a thing, of course, but do we sometimes do that when trying to restore a broken relationship with God or with another person? 
If you want things to be restored, you must commit to full disclosure, complete honesty, no holding back. Only then can something broken be made whole again. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's ability to restore on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today. Sometimes it may feel like the troubles of the world are pulling us down. When that happens, we should pick ourselves back up with the power of God's love. Godvine.com makes it easy to brighten even the darkest day with uplifting and inspiring videos and stories chosen especially for you to lift you up and strengthen you in your walk with Jesus. From powerful stories of healing, miracles, and angels to heartwarming videos of love, surprises, and joy to cute and funny videos that'll have you laughing out loud. Godvine has just what you need for the best uplifting videos filled with joy, hope, and love to brighten your day. Join millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. For a happier day right away, visit us at Godvine.com. Godvine.com. That's Godvine.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Hello and welcome back to this special Labor Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. When I speak to people, telling them just how proud I am of our nation, America, some will ask me the question, what makes you so proud of this nation? After much talk about our freedom and courage, our determination, and true grit, I always mention our inventive minds. Think about it. You could start listing each of the inventions here in the history of our nation, and hours later, still be reading off that list of our U.S. inventions. But it always comes to this. They ask me, Jerry, which American invention do you believe is the most amazing? And I tell them this. For me, there is no doubt the most amazing invention ever in America is when we sent those first men to the moon. Think about it. They put these three guys into a big metal can, and they blow them up with a highly powerful explosive. But instead of being blown into a million pieces, instead they are shot up through the air out of our atmosphere, and into space, traveling thousands of miles per hour. Amazing. Then, on July the 24th, 1969, as hundreds of millions of people around the world and America watched and listened and prayed, the smaller metal can broke off from the bigger can and landed on the moon without crashing. The astronauts had traveled over 238,000 miles from Earth and landed safely on the moon. But that wasn't all. They got out of that metal can wearing heat and cold resistant suits. They walked around, gathered up rocks and samples. They even played golf. Then they got back into that metal can, blew themselves back off the moon, hooked back up with the other metal can, traveled all the way back to our earth and actually hit their return mark and safely parachuted 
that metal can back down to our earth. Absolutely amazing. I can't think of any invention at any time in history that is truly more amazing. Now, that's a story we all know, especially those of us who were there watching it live on TV that day. But did you know that there's a backstory, something that happened there on the moon that never was really talked about? And this event played out there on the moon's surface even before they took their first walk. Listen to this amazing story. You see, in that year, 1969, Buzz Aldrin was an elder in his church, and knowing that he would soon be doing something unprecedented in human history, he wanted to properly mark the occasion by honoring God, the moon's creator, in some special way. So, with Nassau's permission, he brought with him a communion wafer and a small vial of wine to take communion right there on the moon. He and Neil Armstrong had only been on the lunar surface for a few minutes when Aldrin broadcast the following public statement. He said, This is the Lunar Module Pilot. I'd like to take this opportunity to ask every person listening in, whoever and wherever they may be, to pause for a moment and contemplate the events of the past few hours and to give thanks in his or her own way. He then ended radio communication, and there on the silent surface of the moon, hundreds of thousands of miles from earth, he read a verse from the Bible, the Gospel of John, and he took communion. Here is his first-hand account of what happened. He said, In the radio blackout, I opened the little plastic packages which contained the bread and the wine. I poured the wine into the chalice our church had given me. And in that one-sixth gravity of the moon, the wine slowly curled and gracefully came up the side of the cup. Then he said, I read the scripture. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whosoever abides in me will bring forth much fruit. But apart from me... You can do nothing. He said, I had intended to read my communion passage back to earth for all to hear, but at the last minute, Nassau had requested that I not do this. You see, Nassau was already embroiled in a legal battle with Madeline Murray O'Hare, the celebrated opponent of religion, over this fact that the Apollo 8 crew read from Genesis while orbiting the moon at Christmas. So he said, I agreed reluctantly with Nassau. Then he goes on. I ate the tiny host and swallowed the wine. I gave thanks for the intelligence and spirit that had brought two young pilots to the sea of tranquility. It was interesting for me to think the very first liquid ever poured on the moon and the very first food eaten there, they were in remembrance and honor of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Buzz Aldrin finished his story with this thought. And of course, he said, it is interesting to think that some of the first words spoken on the moon were the words of Jesus Christ, who made the earth and the moon, and who, in the mortal words of Dante, is himself the love that moves the sun and other stars. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. Whosoever abides in me will bear much fruit. Isn't it amazing? All of these years, and maybe now for the very first time, you're finding out how the astronauts honored Jesus Christ on the moon. At this time in our nation, when there is so much talk about what to do, it is so important that we remember the great sacrifice made by our Savior. Let us not forget that He truly is the vine, and we are only small branches of Him, and that without Him, we can do nothing. Let us all pray today to be somethings for the kingdom of God. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twain. Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. I'm going to step off the limb now. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this special Labor Day program after these messages. Well, Jerry just did it again. He told me a great story of our America that I had never heard. Have you ever heard before communion was taken on the moon, before they even left the capsule and walked on the moon, and that the first written words spoken by our astronauts were words from the Bible? Wow, that was such a great testimony to honor God first on the moon. That's why we're asking you to get your own copy of today's program by ordering right now. Call 817-576-2976 and you get all this. Your own complete CD copy of today's program to share with others, a copy of Jerry's book, Saving America, and a typed manuscript of today's program for you and others to read. And the cost for all of this? Just $19.95 plus $5 shipping and handling. So call now at 817-576-2976 and place your order. Or you can go online at www.jerrystewartusa.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. It's time to unpack all God has given you and discover a stumble-proof faith. Join David Jeremiah in Orlando on October 1st for the Everything You Need Tour, an evening of enriching study, practical teaching, powerful worship, and uplifting fellowship. Request your free tickets today and join David Jeremiah October 1st in Orlando at the Amway Center. Go to davidjeremiah.org slash tour or call 1-800-947-1993. 1-800-947-1993. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume. I've always wanted to focus my energies in the 
Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way. Find your true dream job today at ChristianJobs.com. I found not only my dream job, but my calling at ChristianJobs.com. Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit ChristianJobs.com, ChristianJobs.com. Do you like winning prizes? How about getting sneak peek opportunities and offers before anyone else? Join the Faith Talk fan club today at letstalkfaith.com and gain access to incredible contest opportunities, free movie preview events, discounts, and more. If you're passionate about Faith Talk and want to be rewarded just for being a part of the Faith Talk community, sign up for the Faith Talk fan club today. Join the Faith Talk fan club by clicking the fan club tab at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Hello and welcome back to this special Labor Day celebration program. I'm Jerry Stewart. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love America. Now, does that mean that I agree with all that's going on in America today? Absolutely not. There are so many ways that our country is so far off track. I seriously wonder what will happen. But I still love my America. Some time ago, a man approached me and asked, Jerry, why do you keep going on with your positive message of America? He said, America is finished. It is through. We are so far off course, we will never find our way back. I asked this man, suppose you had a ship, a wonderful, beautiful ship, designed and built in such a marvelous way that every board and every curve and every part was a beautiful work of art. Now, suppose that ship's rudder breaks. Something happens to cause that big, beautiful, magnificent ship to go off course. And with the rudder out of control, the ship loses its way. I asked the man, would you just give it up to the winds or the elements and just cast its destiny to the elements? Of course not, he said. I'd work and strive to fix the rudder. And I said, exactly. We must work to fix our nation's rudder. Of course, our rudder has been damaged, but we're not through. And how do we get the rudder fixed? This brings me to my last reason why I love and believe in America. Because I believe in God. And I've read proof that God worked with those before us to help them build this great America. You say, well, where is God now? The story is told of a ritual, an Indian ritual among the Cherokee tribe long ago. It was used to help the young Indian braves become men. And one day, one Cherokee father came to his son and told him that it was his time to make that passage to manhood. And here was the test. The Cherokee Indian father was to take his son into the deepest, most dangerous part of the woods. And the boy is told to do one thing, to sit on a designated stump, blindfolded, to not move, and to not remove the blindfold until he could see the light of day. That night, the father hugged his son, put on his blindfold, and walked away. And there was a boy sitting blindfolded all night long. 
and with every sound, every noise, he thought he would surely die, but he could not move. He could not remove the blindfold until finally daylight broke and the sun shone through his blindfold. And the young boy pulled off the blindfold and what does he see? His father. His father had been sitting close by all night long, guarding his son. And we too are not alone. Well, that's all the show for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Jerry Stewart saying, have a blessed Labor Day. May God bless America, and may God bless you. Take a break for coffee and truth from God's Word. Weekday mornings at 10, it's Bible Line with Dr. Ralph Yankee Arnold. Is it possible for a Christian to live like an atheist? He knows God exists, but he doesn't pray. He doesn't do anything God wants him to do. Is he still saved? And at 10.30, Just Thinking with Ravi Zacharias. The reason the Quran cannot be taken seriously in the academy is because the devout Muslim will not allow you to even critique it. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. People are right to be cynical about Washington after the conclusion by the inspector general that former FBI director James Comey did not commit any indictable offenses when he leaked memos and other information to the media. Judicial Watch had the most succinct statement about this, quote, the IG report confirms Mr. Comey improperly kept FBI files on President Trump at his home and that he illicitly leaked these FBI files to the New York Times in order to advance his personal agenda of getting a special counsel appointed to target the president. Comey also misled both the FBI and Congress about his handling of these documents. On top of all that, in violation of law, he kept and disclosed classified information. It's beyond belief the Justice Department refused to prosecute Comey for his series of crimes to include a seditious conspiracy targeting President Trump. Shades of Hillary Clinton, who got a free pass from Comey when she violated laws and regulations pertaining to her handling of classified information. In Washington, the deep state lives. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. So when people first hear about MediShare, they have questions, some really good questions, starting with the obvious what is it? Well, MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's not health insurance. It's a different way of doing things, which leads us to the next question. Why do people do this? Why do they become MediShare members? Here are two of the biggest reasons. Number one, people feel good about it. They're not trapped in a plan that makes them pay for things they don't believe in. They know their money is going to help people. And the second reason, people save a lot of money. Maybe you've heard us mention the typical family saves about $500 a month switching to MediShare. And one more big question, does it work? The answer is yes, a thousand times yes, or 400,000 times, since that's how many MediShare members there are, and they've shared over $2 billion in medical expenses. So easy to find out right now how MediShare can work for you. 
Call 855-90-BIBLE. That's 855-90-BIBLE. 855-90-BIBLE. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. What does it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. As we attempt to live the way Christ calls us to live, we need to expect a constant attack from the forces of evil. Satan will be continually out to get us to create doubt in our personal faith, and to destroy us physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually, in any way, by any means that he can. Satan is always on the prowl, looking for people and settings to destroy. And there's no more likely target for his evil ways than the Church of Jesus Christ. Be on your guard and stand firm against his cunning, insidious, and evil ways, so you can influence others for good. New York Times best-selling author Tony Dungy, author of the popular Uncommon book series. More at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-776-6094. Faith Talk 570. WTBN. Bill Bunkley with something to think about. We're all waiting for Hurricane Dorian to signal whether or not she will enter Florida, and if so, which way she'll be going. Emergency supplies have been flying off the shelves. Shortages are prevalent. Remember, delivery trucks and gasoline tankers will continue to deliver supplies until weather prohibits deliveries, with your best bet finding sold-out items when a store first opens for business. If you're driving north, have your tank filled up before departing. Remembering gas shortages can occur all along evacuation routes well into Georgia. If you're staying with us, keep your radio turned to this or any of our local Salem radio stations for the latest updates on Hurricane Dorian. 
Now is the time for us to come together as a community. Be wise and be safe. I'm Bill Bunkley. Catch my show weekdays at 4. Get the latest local and Florida updates by following at WTBN on Twitter or like us on Facebook at WTBN AM. Catch your second wind with encouragement from Scripture. Weekdays at 2 p.m. It's Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. Evangelism and social action are not the same. And I do not believe the mission of the church is to fix these things. And at 2.30, verse by verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. So if you've never had any persecution for your godliness, then you're not living godly lives, or at least you're living in a secret. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. This is the latest from SRN News. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Hurricane Dorian now threatening Florida and Georgia after unleashing massive flooding across the Bahamas today. Humbling the islands with so much winded water, authorities urge people to find flotation devices to save themselves. Even grab hammers and break out of their attics if they were trapped. Meanwhile, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp says the coastal portions of the state are already facing the possibility of dangerous conditions. This storm is a big one. It's immensely powerful with strong winds, 40 to 60 miles an hour uh, here on the coast. It also threatens to bring a very dangerous storm surge of three to six feet. And it is still a Category 4 storm with winds right now reported to be about 145 miles an hour. Authorities say the gunman in a West Texas shooting rampage had been fired from his job and called both police and the FBI before his mass attack. Saturday morning, our suspect went to work at Journey Oil Field Service. He was there for a short time and was terminated. Odessa Police Chief Michael Gerke says both the gunman and the company called 911 after the man was fired, but that he was gone by the time Police showed up to intervene. The Coast Guard says 29 people are still missing after a fire broke out on board a dive boat off the coast of Southern California early this morning. Fire department crews were fighting the fire when the vessel sank 20 yards offshore in 64 feet of water. It's Captain Monica Rochester with the U.S. Coast Guard who says the vessel was engulfed in flames when firefighters arrived at the scene. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he does not want an election and has urged legislators not to undercut Britain's negotiating position with the European Union. Johnson has said in a brief televised address that there are no circumstances under which he would accept a delay to the Brexit. Wall Street is taking the day off, celebrating the Labor Day holiday. Trading will resume tomorrow. More of these stories at townhall.com. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Hi, Dennis Prager here. I want to let you know about a new product available at the Prager Store. It's offering the audio version of the Rational Bible Genesis on CD, narrated by the extraordinary Tom Parks. He's been recording bestsellers for 30 years. I personally picked them, and you will love listening to him read Genesis. Listening or reading, I hope these are life-changing for you. In fact, I know they will be. Of that, I am absolutely certain. To buy the Rational Bible Genesis audiobook or the autographed hardcover, go to PragerStore.com. 
Over the weekend, not so quiet Sunday along the Israel-Lebanon border. We get the latest from the media lines. Charles Bibelzer. Violence erupted along the volatile Israel-Lebanon border on Sunday, with Hezbollah firing numerous anti-tank missiles at Israeli military positions. In response, the IDF launched some 100 mortars into southern Lebanon and struck Hezbollah assets by air. Thereafter, Prime Minister Netanyahu said that Israel was prepared for any scenario and would act according to developments. Many are attributing the containment of the exchange to an Israeli false flag operation in which the IDF transported soldiers wearing bandages and covered with fake blood to a nearby medical center moments after the anti-missiles struck. This prompted Hezbollah to boast that its attack had succeeded in harming the enemy and likely prevented additional hostilities. I'm Charles Bibelzer, Town Hall News, Jerusalem. Look for breaking news and analysis at themedialine.org and townhall.com. Japan's nuclear policy setting body has adopted a report saying the country is now entering an era of massive nuclear plant decommissioning. The report urges operators to plan ahead to lower safety risks and costs on work requiring decades and billions of dollars. 24 reactors, or about 40% of Japan's total, are designated for or are currently being decommissioned. The Grand Canyon has approved a plan to reduce the number of bison in far northern Arizona, but the herd has only been growing in size. There are now hundreds of bison. The Grand Canyon tried to round up bison last year and ship them away, but the animals migrated north. Park officials are trying again this month. The National Park Service released a plan in September 2017 that called for a mix of corralling the animals at the North Rim and for citizen volunteers to shoot the bison. The park has made no significant movement on any options. That is John Scott reporting. More on these stories at townhall.com. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. On Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon, everybody. Obviously, if you're listening to my voice right now, you're realizing, hey, that's not Bill Bunkley. But indeed, I'm Jose Cruz. I'm actually his producer, and I'm also the assistant operations manager here at Salem Media Group in Tampa. So I hope that you're um, breathing a sigh of relief. All of our prayers for this hurricane have been answered thus far for the local area. And I just want to ask all of you to continue praying for those people that are going to be impacted by this. Hurricane further north of us, our neighbors to the north. Okay, be very specific in your prayer because it means a lot. Obviously, um, it worked in our case, but we need to stay faithful and continue to pray for our fellow uh, man and um, just everybody that's going to be impacted by this, whether it makes landfall further north of us um, or at all. It's going to be a gigantic disruption. I just want to tell you to stay tuned because. 
When we come back, we're going to be talking to Focus on the Family and specifically Candy Cushman. And that's going to be a really interesting interview for you to listen to again. And also, we've got the Dungies here um, that they are actually talking about the brand new book that they had just released. I really enjoy uh, when they are here. It's always so good to have them with us. And so everything tomorrow will be back to normal. We'll be back live again. So enjoy the rest of the program. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing. Getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Join Dennis Prager on the Stand with Israel tour. Book today at 800-247-1899. 800-247-1899. Or click on the Stand with Israel banner at letstalkfaith.com. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. Now, if you'd ask the average person what they thought uh, the Bible meant by waiting upon the Lord, uh, they would probably tell you, I don't have any earthly idea what it means. And so, uh, one of the tragedies is that we live in a society that everybody wants to get ahead and do it now, and all of us want to move on. We don't like to wait on anything. And yet, when the Lord says, wait, what do we usually do? We, we sort of reason around with him and we sort of finagle and we pray and we tell him why we need to move on with it. You know what he usually says? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You can't make God move one step faster than he wants to. So I just want to remind you that waiting upon the Lord simply means pause for further instruction. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at intouch.org.
Hey, we're back, and yes, we're going to have our regular segments this afternoon. We've got a couple of days before we have to really begin to look at the potential impacts of uh, Hurricane Dorian. And uh, as always, we're going to kick things off this afternoon with Focus on the Family. And this afternoon, we're going to be talking about schools, and we're going to talk about a recent Supreme Court decision that you've heard me discuss here and what the implications could or might be for the future of uh, our children in the uh, culture that they live in today. Candy Cushman's joining me this afternoon, and she is the leading national expert on education issues affecting both public and private education, including school choice and homeschool initiatives, sexual agendas in public schools, parental rights issues, and censorship of Christian students and academic freedoms. Now, she has an interest in equipping you, our parents that are listening this afternoon, as well as uh, the students that are out there. And that has inspired her to launch and lead several initiatives and create web resources that empower you as a family in the education sphere. She is founder and facilitator for Focus on the Family's annual student-led Bring Your Bible to School Day which empowers kids to bring their faith to school in a respectful way. Uh, In four years, the event went from 8,000 participants to more than 650,000. Now, I can't tell you all of what she did. We'll never get an interview in, but the day of dialogue, so many initiatives that focus on the family, and uh, her advice is just absolutely invaluable to the the counsel they give us. And with that, uh, Candy Cushman, glad to have you with us this afternoon. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you for that very gracious introduction. Uh, you're, you're most welcome. Well, talk about the Supreme Court, because uh, it seems like every day we are witnessing a court somewhere, whether it's a lower court, appellate court, or trying to decide whether the Supreme Court's going to pick up this case or not case. But uh, we're going to talk about today the redefinition of marriage and... How will that, or I'll say will not, but uh, how will that or will not that deeply impact your children's education right here through Central Florida? So, uh, Candy, share about that. Yeah, well, you know, when the court first came down with that sweeping decision, it was it was June 2015, Obergefell, um, redefining marriage for the whole nation, uh, you know, really mandating on all the states and local communities that they honor same-sex marriage, um, really taking local control out of that decision. Um, we warned at Focus on the Family then that really the most deeply felt impact of that decision in a lot of ways was going to be in education, and that was really going to be felt by millions of moms and dads that re- uh, want to be in charge of of how sexuality is approached with their kids, and they want to protect the innocence of their kids. And really, we pointed uh, out three areas where we felt like that decision was going to jeopardize that, um, and that was in parental rights and uh, students' and teachers' free speech rights and also even school choice freedoms like, um, you know, private schools and homeschooling's right to be autonomous. Um, And I feel like, you know, here we are just over, just nearly five years into this, and I think it's safe to say that 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 prediction, that warning has definitely proven true on all three of those fronts, and and we can talk about each one. Um, I don't know where you want me to start because it's a big subject, but we're definitely seeing all three of those areas impacted, and and it's moving beyond just the same-sex relationship part into the, uh, you know, transgender and bisexual areas being heavily promoted in schools now. Hmm. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about parents' rights versus the state, or the state also being the um, the, the state uh, boards of education. You know, uh, we've been battling this sort of um, theme that uh, parents really don't know how to educate or to prepare their kids for the future, need to have the professionals come in with teachers. Talk about that because... That is uh, the dangerous area that then leads to assumptions that uh, are part of the basis of these lawsuits. And then before you know it, parents are are just left behind. Yeah. So really what we saw happen was um, when this sweeping decision was made, really federalizing the marriage issue, redefining marriage for the whole nation, um, what you saw happening was, was that opened the door for uh, schools, statewide education departments to then do these policies that mandated what they would say uh, being inclusive of same-sex relationships um, in the curriculum. Um, So that's the danger. You know, I want people to understand when something becomes federalized like that, it really takes the hands out of local moms and dads um, and kind of opens those floodgates for parental rights to be violated. And if we just fast forward from the way that worked, what, what we're seeing now, just, just this summer, we've seen four states taking steps to require public schools to add these themes, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender themes, into subjects that are not just sex education. And so when it moves out of sex education and starts getting into things like history and social studies and English class and even PE in one case, um, that's really tough for parents to stay on top of. And most states don't have opt-out rights for those topics coming in under other subject categories that are not labeled sex education. So you don't have, likely have opt-out rights to opt your kid out of an English lesson where they're bringing in promotion of um, homosexual transgender relationships and getting into the details of that. So that's what we're seeing happening state by state. That's just one example um, I, I think we can look at what's happening in California where, you you know, we've been hearing about – well, it happened in Colorado, too, so it's not just, you know, the typical states that we think of. But we're seeing this trend where they are introducing policies with names like Healthy Youth Act, Youth Wellness Act is what they called it here in Colorado. And um, that is mandating that sex education now incorporate these same-sex relationships themes, um, gender expression themes, that, you know, just gender-confusing confusing messages. And many of them have explicit material. Both in California and Colorado lately, there, I mean, there are parents lined up outside the doors of the state legislature protesting this. But I do want to give parents some encouragement because in California, you know, where, where you think maybe they just don't listen to parents at all, the parents did succeed in getting six of the worst resources removed from that, from those um, standards that they were trying to put through for sex education. Um, so I want to encourage parents that we, they still have power in this culture as demonstrated by their power to kind of walk back things like Common Core when they spoke up. Um, we're seeing the power of people speaking out on the sanctity of life movement. So I don't want people to feel like the voice doesn't matter anymore, but, but they need to be alert to what's going on. Hmm. Listening to the voice of Candy Cushman with Focus on the Family, reminding you that FocusOnTheFamily.com is the website that you ought to have bookmarked on your home or office PC. And FocusOnTheFamily.com just covers so many of the topics and subjects in uh, the area of uh, a Christ-led person's life, uh, either singularly or with their family. And again, it's a great resource for you to, to refer to. So, 
here we have the parents. They'll go to the uh, local school board meetings. They'll show up at the legislature. But um, tell me if my thinking is pretty accurate. There's only a couple of options here. One option is to demand and get a clear-cut statute uh, or a finding by a school board that before teaching any sexual education, that A, the, um, the, the course material needs to be available to parents, and B, parents need to totally uh, be given the option to opt out. It's either that or parents are going to have to take their kids somewhere other than a, a public school to get an education. Am I missing something here? Right. Yeah, there's, there's definitely defensive and offensive ways to approach this. Um, an offensive approach would be we do have policies, um, uh, we do have resources that focus on the family to help you strengthen your parental rights. For example, at our website, truetolerance.org, there is a parental rights policy. So one thing you can do is get a hold of that policy and, and go to a friendly school board member and, and offer them some resources to strengthen parental rights before these bad things happen um, at your local level. Um, but but once they do, you know, if they're already in there and there's already bad things being promoted to kids and, and you're feeling like you need to take a stand, um, you know, an example of the defensive approach would be these California parents that actually read out loud some of the content of, of the books that they were trying to recommend as part of the curriculum. And the content was so embarrassing and outrageous that, you know, people were blushing just having them read it at the school board meetings or at the legislator. And that that made the point loud enough that they withdrew those. So sometimes that's the approach um, that parents need to, to get a little bold that way. Um, but then, like you said, it's very important that we uh, speak up for these school choice alternatives because that is clearly going to become more and more important, as, you know, in our nation right now. Um, like uh, education savings accounts, I think, bode well for the future. It's important. It's one of the purest forms of parental control over your child's education. Um, what education savings accounts do is allow parents to take um, a portion of that tax, the taxes that they're already paying for education that they already mandated, you know, for that to go to, to education in their community. They can take a portion of that and put it into account that allows them to use that uh, in the way that they think is best for their kid, whether it's homeschooling or private school tuition, or in some states they even allow it to be used for college later on. So I think that's one of the most exciting things happening, that it's it's going to be more and more important that we protect our rights to have other choices besides the you know sexual activism going on mm-hmm. in a lot of public schools. And so homeschooling freedoms and these other school choice options are absolutely key to protect in your state. But in the meantime, uh, Candy, um, as as these issues uh, move through the court system, and we've been talking about this for several years, and number one, you know, at the federal ultimate level, we have First Amendment rights and protections, not only the speech, but also for freedom of religion. And then we've, uh, as uh, Dr. Albert Moeller um, uh, with uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary uh, coined the phrase several years ago, well, now we have all these uh, sexual orientation rights that aren't really, you know, haven't really been, you know, put forth in the Constitution, but we've got uh, a person's, uh, you know, sex rights versus a person's faith rights. And so which one's going to prevail over the other? And so it seems to me in the meantime, Depending on uh, the locality, uh, uh, the locale of 
where an issue pops up, I mean, is it a, is it is it is it a conservative type area? Is it a very left wing type area? And because we have such a diversity in those areas around the country, it just seems like before and even if this ever has some sort of definitive um, outcome uh, with the with the worldview from those of us who are Christians to protect our rights to not only live freely with our faith, but to raise our kids accordingly. It, it just looks like it's still a few years down the road, but we'll just have to deal with these individual skirmishers. Yeah, and, and that's the problem when you federalize an issue is that what might take longer and go, you know, be a, a local by local decision. Um, actually, it, it kind of takes that ground out from under them when you have Supreme Court weighing in. And, and in fact, when that marriage decision came down, Justice Alito gave us the warning that it will be used to vilify Americans who are who are unwilling to assent to what he called the new orthodoxy. And we're seeing that in so many ways. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of this. Um, I think it was a, a high school uh, teacher in Virginia that was fired because he was trying to deal with this, this pronoun, them trying to force oh, him yeah. to use. Yep. Yeah, it's happening. sounds like in your state. I read about a case going on right now in your state yep. with um, a high school teacher getting called on the carpet for that. Um, so that gets into the, even the religious freedoms of the teachers. If they're being forced to use terminology and deal with students in a way that conflicts with their religious freedoms, where, where are they going to land the local level with that? And... I think, though, I think we can take encouragement from, ironically, the abortion issue, because even though we have this federal abortion law, right, we are seeing huge traction towards sanctity of life, um, where the next generation is, is, has more of a heart for the sanctity of life than ever before. Um, you know, Focus on the Family just saw the largest pro-life uh, movement ever in New York City um, when we did that Alive to Thrive event um, a live from New York, sorry, a live from New York event. Right. Um, some 10,000 people came out for that. Um, so I, I think we still need to be encouraged that despite the fact that, that local control is undermined by these federal decisions, the cult, the people, people's hearts and the culture, it still resonates this, this fun, these fundamental values of parental rights, the right to protect your child, the right to protect the preborn, and that we are able to see traction that, eventually work its way back up to the courts where they can take steps back away from that the original decision um, but we have to use a lot of patience like you're saying it's it's kind of skirmish by skirmish school by school and we have to to not give up and to use that persistence and that perseverance talked about in the bible to, to hang in there and not grow weary hmm. talk about growing weary and that'd be <laughs> our, our last question at the time we have today and that is uh, nominal Christians, Christians who, you know, have, uh, have made a decision for Christ at some time, but with all of the, the pressures and the pleasures of the world, we're seeing a fair amount of folks who would label themselves as Christians, but they have just, they've just sort of given in. In other words, it's, well, that's just the way it's going to be. Our kids are just going to have to deal with it. And then they just sort of compromise and roll with this. And, uh, you know, part of that is just getting very demoralized and, and just uh, thinking that there's nothing they can do. Any thoughts that you guys have kicked around there at Focus on on try to on trying to keep, uh, you know, our, our team motivated that, that this is, uh, uh, you know, a fight that's worth uh, fighting and, and winning? Yeah, I think in, in terms of that, we try to think 
And longer term, of how, how do we think longer term with equipping people to live out their faith in the culture? And, you know, in the Bible talks about being that aroma of Christ. So pe- when people are around us, they just, they have, we have that aroma, you know, like smelling something good in the kitchen, mm-hmm. to put it in kind of a cheesy way. Um, what, what is this difference that I am feeling, I'm sensing? I think we are going to be called to have more of that kind of approach in our culture as it, get, it moves more and more post-Christian. Um, and so I think at Focus, we're looking at ways, how do we equip Christians in a, a more and more post-Christian society to be that aroma of Christ? And I, I will mention it, since you mentioned at the beginning, um, the Bring Your Bible to School Day mm-hmm. coming up on October 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing new we're doing with that event is after the event happens on October 3rd, it's going to move into what we're calling a hashtag Live Your Faith campaign. And we're going to be giving kids and their families challenges every month for how they can live out their faith in a redemptive way and have a tangible impact on their community. So there's going to be a, a monthly challenge. Here's your hashtag Live Your Faith challenge, and it's going to have equipping tools. Um, so I think we're looking at uh, more proactive approaches like that, and how do we really live the love of Christ in our communities is just one example of how we're seeking to equip Christians um, focus. And I want to tell you that um, as we continue to, to live with us, we live with this, um, you know, if, if you study the Old Testament and you study a lot of the Apostle Paul's teachings, you know, some may think that what we're dealing with in the culture, especially with these multiple uh, varieties of sexuality, you know, some folks may say, boy, I wish I lived back in the time of Jesus, or man, I wish I was in the Old Testament. Well, you know, very quickly, Candy, uh, this is nothing new. I mean, these issues now, you know, how it relates to education certainly is a kind of a different twist because of the formalized education that we have. But having this in the culture is nothing new, is it? That's true. Like Ecclesiastes says, nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we can take encouragement in that. Um, that what what is new from even Old Testament times is the power of Jesus we have living in us. Um, and we want to equip this next generation to not be af- afraid to realize that the power of Christ, it has so much power to speak into these issues around them and, and how to equip them to approach um, things and people that may may they may not be used to, they may feel uncomfortable, but how do they show the love of Christ in that situation and see that person as someone that Christ died for and have the boldness to speak truth and love into that? Um, I think that's the calling we have moving forward right now to, to really equip our next generation leaders to be able to speak into that. Hmm. Well, I know, uh, Candy Cushman, you have been uh, you've been the spark plug for so many initiatives and your background of expertise is incredible. So we just want to a, thank you for your service to folks in the family, which ends up being a service to us. And want to remind you either this topic or any topic, you can go to focus on the dot com That's focus on the dot com. That's our number one go-to website when people ask us here locally about some of these issues. And so we want to make sure that you know where to go to begin to get some answers for whatever may be a question in your walk with Jesus or what's happening with your family. And Candy Cushman, we thank you for being with us today and look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much, and we'll be praying for you guys as you watch this hurricane path. Yeah, we'll keep your parents in mind in Orlando, too. (laughs) Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. 
All right, let's take a, a little bit of a timeout. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Hurricane Dorian is still on the move after unleashing massive flooding across the Bahamas today. Pummeling the islands with so much wind and water, authorities even urge people to find flotation devices. If that's what it took to save their lives, they even use hammers to break out of their attics if they were trapped by the high water. The fearsome Category 4 storm slowed almost to a standstill as it shredded roofs and hurled cars around it, even forced rescue crews to take shelter until the onslaught passed. Now, with winds of about 145 miles an hour, it continues to pose a clear and present danger to Florida and Georgia. Authorities say the gunman in a West Texas shooting rampage had been fired from his job and called both police and the FBI before carrying out that deadly shooting over the weekend. The Odessa police chief says the fired man and his company called 911 after the incident, but that he was gone by the time police showed up. This is SRN News. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. You went on to say, uh, what, what punishments of God are not gifts? Do you really believe that? Yes. That was a question from CNN's Anderson Cooper and an answer by late-night talk show host Stephen Colbert during a most pleasantly shocking interview. CNN anchors and network TV comedy personalities are not exactly known for their thoughtful treatment of Christianity, but that's exactly what Colbert and Cooper provided. Colbert conveyed his understanding of the communal nature of suffering and how it prepares us to better empathize with and provide ministry to others when they experience loss. He also acknowledged our existence as a gift from God and that suffering is part of that gift. One is tempted to push him on the sanctity of life from conception to natural death, given his affirmation, but I'm happy to go slow here. As William F. Buckley instructed, we have to leave room for people to come over to our side. And to paraphrase Tom Bodette, we'll leave the light on for Stephen Colbert. I'm Dan Prof. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm, phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of Coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you got to call Big Lou. Got to. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. 
We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Hey, we're back on this beautiful afternoon, and I want to tell you that it's a distinct pleasure to have uh, one of our old friends, and I'm talking about a couple that means a lot to uh, those of us here at Salem Media, and of course to all of you all across the Tampa Bay area. I'm talking about Tony and Lauren Dungy, and they are in studio with me this afternoon, and I just want to do a little reminder in case uh, some folks have moved here, and maybe they didn't live in Indianapolis, they didn't live here, and there's some interesting things to just uh, remind you about our guest today and of course Tony's success in the National Football League as both a player um, with uh, uh, Pittsburgh and also as a coach his induction to the NFL Hall of Fame and his ongoing role at night with NBC as an analyst clearly showcases what has been not only an impressive career but one that uh, certainly has allowed us to know a little bit about the values in his life. He is the author of several books, including bestsellers Quiet Strength, uh, The Mentor Leader, and Uncommon. However, it's the work that he and Lauren do outside of football that is truly his heart and his soul. And Lauren's joining him today. It's good to have them both in studio. And she is an early childhood education specialist. Or I could use that a few years ago. Uh, best-selling author and frequently sought-after speaker. She's also a devoted wife and mother to 10 children. Make sure you got that. That's 10 with a T. Uh, she's a graduate of Duquesne University with a, with a degree in elementary education. She taught school in her hometown at Soweke, Pennsylvania, and volunteers as a reading specialist in uh, Title I schools here in Tampa. She's also the co-author, well, with her husband tony of uncommon marriage the uncommon marriage adventure and other new york times best-selling books and she is the vice president of the dungy family foundation guys it's so good to have you in studio oh thank you it's great to be back thank you thanks for having us well tell me what you guys have been doing as a family because every now and then we run into each other uh at church or something and so uh but you're always doing something with your kids and we're going to talk about two great books in the four-part series today but first just want to catch up what you've been up to over the last two or three months well i have to tell you i'm going to correct you too in, in my explanation but we now have 11 children we adopted our foster son this uh, summer. So little Joel has joined our family. He's six years old, and we are just thrilled beyond the moon to have him in our family. So that's the most exciting announcement that I have to share with everyone. Do you have like an assignment board at your house uh, here, <laughs> there, do. everywhere? And that really comes in handy. Every child knows yeah. they have their 
um, job duties and their, you know, you have to have order in order for the family to operate and run smoothly. So, Joel jumped right in. He's six years old and he has this assignment. And the, the interesting thing about when we got Joel, he starts with a J, and all of our kids are J babies, the younger ones. So, it was ordained that Joel was going to join our group and um, we didn't even have to rename him. So, wow. we're. We're happy to have him. I didn't know it was number 11, but now we're <laughs> up to 11, so I'll keep that in mind. Okay. And, and, Coach, you're going to be gone on weekends. Here we go again. It's the time of the season. I know NBC doesn't let you fly up uh, an hour before the show, no. so I know your family has to do some adjustments. So uh, how have you been doing? We, we have done great, and we take that summertime and try to just make it family time. We went out to Oregon to get in the cool weather a little bit and some hiking and just outdoor activities. And then our kids started school um, last week. And we're back in that routine. As you say, I will actually be leaving for Chicago. We broadcast opening night next Thursday. And uh, then it'll be every weekend, uh, Sunday night football. Well, I like that you're a voice of reason with some of the folks that you were <laughs> you on that panel with. And so uh, uh, we enjoy watching that. But, hey, we're here today to talk about, uh, and I'm going to call it ministry, because you're probably aware that uh, not only has Coach been involved with all pro dads and talking about manhood and being a father, but they've also have been writing children's books. And two books out of a series of four uh, have already been out and very well received. The first one was Maria Finds Courage. And the second book uh, in the series is Austin Plays Fair. In the springtime, you might be aware that uh, because of the extended background, one that I share with the Dungies, and as far as the kids in foster care and adopting out of the foster care, uh, the book in the spring was We Chose You. And uh, we'll talk about that as well. But the new one, the, the fourth one in this series, and they're going to take a little breather here, is Carson Chooses Forgiveness. And so let's just talk about this series. Um, how how did God bring it to mind that um, you were doing a lot of communication with adults? So how did we get to this point? Because I know your specialty is in childhood education, but tell us where, how this all has percolated to these four volumes. Sure. A number of years ago, when Tony was coaching with the Buccaneers, the wives of the players and coaches would often go into the community and read stories to the boys and girls at the local public schools. And we love speaking life and encouragement into the kids, but we often struggled with finding good reading material, good books that had messages and would encourage the children. So I, I told Tony that, you know, this is a struggle that we're, we're experiencing and we jokingly said, well, then we ought to write our own books if we can't find books uh, at the libraries and the bookstores. And we decided to step up to the challenge, and we began writing books several years ago. And we wanted our books to be fun and educational, but also have a good, strong message that would resonate with the kids as they read them. So we believe that we've done that. We've achieved that with our stories, and we try to create characters from all walks of life. So there's diversity in it. The kids are fun. They have a good time, but they inevitably have a challenge that they have to overcome. So then we have been introduced to amazing coaches 
to walk alongside those children and help them through the problems. And that's the Team Dungy series. And, and we've created sports teams because we, we know that most kids play sports and they're able to relate to the storyline and they can see themselves or reminded of a situation when they were experiencing that challenge as well. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Voice of Lauren Dungy, and uh, she is in studio with her husband, Coach Tony Dungy, talking about uh, this wonderful four-book series uh, for children. I want to remind you right now, if you are by your home or office PC and you want to do some research, go right now to TeamDungy.com. That's TeamDungyOneWord.com, and you can drill down and, and take a look at the books that we are talking about. And, you know, Coach, as, as I look at this, and uh, I want to uh, drop back to the spring for just a moment, the book that we chose you, um, I've walked some of the, the, the pathways that you have walked, myself and Tony, and those situations where uh, even in Breakthrough, the young lad in Breakthrough didn't know how to yes. answer the question about his family. It just, it just brought tears to my eyes. Talk about the idea that you did, you both of you did choose, and how strong that bond really is, and it isn't a negative. You know, we've adopted a bunch of almost a football team. <laughs> so, Keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have uh, enjoyed that part of it. The kids have grown up, uh, and it's been awesome. Uh, we've got a 19-year-old, the oldest one still in our house, uh, down to 3-year-old. So we have gone through that experience. And oftentimes with the kids, it is difficult for them because they aren't like everybody else in their school or they think they aren't gosh I, I came differently and what does that mean and what happened and what happened to my first mom and dad and you know they don't know those answers and uh, as Lauren has said often there, there hasn't been a lot of information out there or books to talk about that so doing something that could encourage those kids and say you know what you are special uh, you, maybe you came to your family differently but that's the way God designed it it's not a negative uh, encouraging the parents with just ways to talk about adoption with with their children and then also encouraging those who might be thinking of possibly adopting well what's it like what w would it be uh, can i handle this and knowing that there is a tremendous need out there in the tampa bay area for adoptive parents we we just thought that this book would help Mm. And by the way, this book, We Chose You, again, this was out in the spring. It is a book about adoption, family, and forever love. And we like to talk about it as forever families when kids are adopted, especially out of uh, foster care. And I just want to tell you, I personally recommend uh, uh, wherever you go to church or your circle of friends, if you have uh, a youngster, youngster uh, who was uh, in foster care, this would be a great gift to give to them and i wholly recommend that uh, you really research this and uh, i know at my church we we are pretty involved with the foster care and i would say that any church would be very blessed to keep you know a supply of these on hand and as they have a new uh child that comes into their sphere uh, of influence that they be able to give uh this book we choose you because i tell you what it, it really sets the pace for what the love is all about 
about. And for those of us that are Christians, remember, we are all adopted. And we were adopted when we weren't really adoptable (laughs) because he loved us uh, in the midst of our sins. And uh, that's the message we need to get to our children. Again, we're talking with uh, Coach uh, Tony and Lauren Dungy. And if you'd like to go to their website right now for the uh, one or all of the four-part series of these books, go to TeamDungy.com. That's TeamDungy.com. So, Lauren, let's go back to uh, the the newest one, and Carson chooses forgiveness. Now, I understand that this is a pretty athletic uh, young man, but he, he could be a ball a ball hog too, right? So he he's like, give me the ball. But tell us a little bit about what what are what are the messages of of uh, instruction and inspiration in this latest volume? Well, in Carson chooses forgiveness. He's a part of a basketball team, and they're working together because they want to practice hard and win basketball games. There is one person on the team who is not a team player. He's a ball hog. He's a show-off. And he's not willing to work together with his teammates. Carson is frustrated. He becomes angry. He's upset with uh, the treatment that he's getting from his teammate, Daniel. So the team decides that we're going to just ignore him. We're not going to give him the ball. Let him see what it feels like to Mm. be alienated. But his coaches point out that that's probably not the best way to function as a team and then they have to make a decision are they going to continue playing without including their teammate or are they going to decide that you know we we need to communicate our feelings move forward and include daniel and operate as a team Mm -hmm. and that is the the theme of carson chooses forgiveness how difficult is that in today's environment? Of course, the younger kids uh, haven't necessarily been exposed to social media, Facebook, Instagram, where it's me, 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 look at right. me. I call it the liar's page because, uh, you know, everything's not reality. But anyway, we, we think that uh, our neighbors, you know, have everything made. Right. Uh, so here we have we're raising kids in an environment where it's all about look at me. And then, well, you know, coach, we've got some folks that we look up to in the sports world. And then we see some of these folks get to the sports world and we find out one of the first things coaches, parents, friends are doing are trying to unplug of those those values it's all about me talk about that because i think that's the foundation here to try and help give these kids a good launching point yeah absolutely it's going to happen sooner or later that a child is going to experience the frustration and the disappointment of someone action and so he or she has to decide what's the best way to handle it and most of us don't forgive easily. That's something that we have to learn. We have to model it for our children, and they have to experience it to know what to do when they're in a situation like that. And uh, most kids, you know, human nature tells us, well, if something happens, then we just walk away from that person and divorce them from our circle of friends. But God wouldn't want that. God wants us to forgive and work together and love one another and so we we tried to get that message across in our story Hmm. tony we're all coaches as we're raising our kids and uh watching your career through the years and many years ago i had a chance to meet your dad um tell us about the you you and lauren have an influence on these kids okay just like all the parents that are listening Talk about the importance of that influence and talk about 
the concepts that we're talking about because this is proactive parenting. This is mm-hmm. proactive involvement. And you probably know from your years of coaching, you get the raw recruits in and it's not just coaching techniques. There's a lot of other things that go along with that. Give some encouragement to our parents because parenting, I mean, it's not an easy task these days. And you've got to be deliberate and, and you've got to want to do it. Yeah, and I think that's the message of this series of books. Um, Lauren and I are the coaches of these different uh, sports teams. But it really is showing what happens in a family your parenting situations come up you have to be there to help your kids through them they don't always listen right away you have to keep finding creative ways to help them see what god wants to do and so i think there's a lesson in these books for us as parents as well that we've got to be nurturing we've got to be loving and we've got to be there to help our kids when when they are stumbling a little bit Hmm. last but not least i want to talk about uh being a foster parent Hmm. and i know that uh focus on the family is going to be coming in in a few weeks and uh, we're going to have an exciting opportunity for some pastors to get together uh, some churches are doing just a yeoman's job with uh, helping folks get licensed, but we still have a lot of kids who don't have a forever home. And I am always petrified about the kids, especially the young ladies that are aging out at 18 with all the predators and all of what we have uh, happening around here. Uh, how about a word of encouragement to those uh, who uh, maybe are empty nesters now or they have the ability and you guys have been more than the example, but uh, talk a little about if someone is thinking, I wonder if God's calling me to be a foster parent. Well, there's absolutely a need for foster parents, especially in the Tampa Bay area. There's so many children that are just uh, in group homes and in situations that are not ideal for growing up in. And foster parents come in all ages. You know, you don't have to be the perfect age and uh, to take a child and just have to supply love and just make them feel secure and wanted and and that's the most important thing and and we have enjoyed foster parenting for many years and we have been blessed you know initially we thought that well we're going to open our home we're going to provide a safe place for our child but ultimately we were blessed in the process Mm. And there are just so many children. That's all they want. Mm. And it's short-term or long-term foster parenting. You can make that decision as you go through the classes in here. And it's really not difficult. Just have to be willing to sacrifice a little, and you'll gain a lot in return. And you'll be blessing a child and pouring into his Mm. life. And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Well, Coach, got a couple minutes left. I I could not go through this interview and not talk about dads and not talk about fatherhood. And, you know, I've said a lot of times through the years uh, on this program that uh, a lot of the social ills that I see is because we've got a lot of – a lot of dads missing in action, uh, mm-hmm. all different levels. Some kids not knowing their dads, and then you get a divorce, and dad thinks, hey, doing something once a quarter, uh, he's paying a big sacrifice. I think we've got the crisis uh, that we have in America today because of the dads. How about just a last word of encouragement? Uh, God is the God of the second chance. There's a lot of men listening who maybe still have a chance to circle back. 
Uh, put the put the cell phone down. Put the video games down. Talk a little bit about uh, how important it is to pour into a, a father to pour into a son or daughter. No, it really is. I mean, we see it all over the country. You're exactly right. And I, I saw it when I was coaching. I'd have 21, 22, 23-year-old young men in my office talking about the relationship that they didn't have with their dad or how they wished it could be better. And I think uh, anytime you have a chance to do that, to go back and say, you know what, Maybe I didn't do everything that I needed to do for you, but I want to do what I can now. Uh, God will use that, and uh, he'll do some amazing things. So that that is necessary, and uh, it's important, and and the Lord wants us to do that as men, to pour into our kids. Mm. You know what? They have been pouring into our community, uh, not only while he was co-chair, but even when he went to Indianapolis, their family was making that transition, going back and forth. This has been their home. Eleven children, so many that they have adopted. They have set the bar uh, maybe a little high for some of us, but if you'll just do one, if you just do one foster child, that'd be great. But come on out because, again, we've been talking about the latest two books in the series, We Chose You, a book about adoption, family, and forever. And, of course, Carson Chooses Forgiveness and about uh, being a team player. And right now you can go to TeamDungy.com, TeamDungy.com, to find out about both of those. And uh, both Lauren and Coach, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I was out for a while, but it's so good to see back both of you back in our studios. And you know that uh, we love you and all of Tampa Bay loves you. And thanks for spending some time with us. Well, thank you very much. Great to be back and great to see you. God bless. All right, that'll wrap things up in the Bill Bunkley Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.